Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Let us all stand together and read this psalm in unison as part of our worship of the Lord this morning. Together. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that His mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compass me about, but in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compassed me about, yea, they compassed me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord, into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord. 
which hath showed us light, bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen and amen. You may be seated. The first four verses tell us, His mercy endureth forever. And that is the theme of Romans chapter 8 that we want to take with us today. His mercy endureth forever. His mercy will cover anything in your lifetime, and His mercy will cover everything after your lifetime. His mercy was upon you in the beginning, and His mercy will be upon you in the end when you're glorified in heaven. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, because His mercy endureth forever. Amen. The chief reason why we ought to give thanks to God is because His mercy is over us before we knew we had being and shall always be over us all the way into eternal heaven. Because He's good, His mercy endures forever. Let Israel understand that. Let the house of Aaron believe it. And all those that fear the Lord, His mercy endureth forever. David said in verse 5, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. That reminds me, and we had occasion recently to look at it, of the little prayer of Jabez in the midst of all the genealogies of First Chronicles, the first ten chapters, we read this about Jabez's prayer, First Chronicles chapter 4. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that my life not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Amen. God granted that prayer of Jabez in 1 Chronicles 4. And God granted the prayer of David in Psalm 118, verse 5. I called upon the Lord in distress. Your distress is not like David's distress. Your distress is pitifully inferior to his. My distress is inferior to David's. We can read the record of David and the distress he endured in his lifetime. But even in that distress... That more severe distress than what we experience, the Lord answered him and set him in a large place. He expanded his borders. He gave him more than he had. Not only did the distress not press him into having less, he ended up with more because God heard him. So that we may say, in verse 6, the Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do unto me? We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. What shall we then say? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 6 of Psalm 118. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Paul quoted these, this verse in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 6. When he told us that our lives ought not to be with covetousness, but we ought to be content with the things that He's given us, because God has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And because God will never leave us nor forsake us, we can boldly say, 
The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? He goes on to say that the Lord takes his part with him against his enemies. That it's better to trust in the Lord than men or princes. It doesn't matter to David or the psalmist here. If all the nations were to compass him about, that means to have a complete circle around him so that he's enclosed in on every side. I will destroy them. He says in verses 10, verse 11, and verse 12, no matter that they thrust sore at David, he knew the Lord would be with him, would help him, and was his strength and his salvation. And the saints of God have believed that ever since David. They have been persecuted. They have been banished. They have been imprisoned. They have been stretched on the rack. They have been tortured. They have been killed. But they knew the Lord was on their side. And even if this body were to be destroyed by their enemies, they knew that to be absent from the body was to be present with the Lord. Because that is the hope of all believers. They knew the Lord was on their side and that He would be their strength, their song, and would become their salvation, even if the life was being pulled out of their bodies. Praise the Lord for faithful martyrs that have gone before us. All the Lord asks of us is to give our lives a living sacrifice and to put to death the members of our bodies that are contrary to His will. Less than what they face. They did that as well. But they also gave up their lives. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12, they loved not their lives unto the death. Praise the Lord for such a glorious example. And the Apostle Paul was a great one in that way. Verse 15 tells us the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. And the reason for it is the right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly, which is stated in verses 15 and 16. So that we come into this tabernacle, a place for us to have our worship of God, or in our homes, where we as our families worship the Lord, the voice of rejoicing and salvation should be there, because the right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. He has delivered. He's reached forth His right hand, and none can stay it. Stop it, resist it, or even question it. He delivered David from so many enemies, and we should have the same confidence that he'll deliver us. David knew he would not die but live, and he would declare the works of the Lord. He would use the extra time that God gave him to declare God's works. As verse 17 tells us, Though the Lord chastened David, in verse 18, he did not give him over unto death. Because the chastening was for his prophet. David said if the gates of righteousness were open to him, he would go in and he would praise the Lord. Whether those gates be on earth or those gates be in heaven. We want to enter into God's presence and worship him and praise him. Because, verse 21, thou hast heard me and thou hast become an ark, my salvation. God hears our calls. Have you ever prayed and been heard? Have you ever been in trouble and been heard? Have you been scared and been delivered? Have you been afraid and been saved? Well, we should do something with that. I will praise thee, verse 21, because thou or for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. 
Then because of the light of the New Testament, we know the next few verses are prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ. The stone which the builders refused has become the headstone of the corner. Matthew chapter 21, the Lord Jesus Christ quoted these words to defend and justify himself against the Pharisees who despised him. That is the passage where he tells them that it, those men that would fall upon that stone would be broken. But if that stone were to fall upon them, it would grind them to powder, which it did. And the Pharisees understood. They were wise. They weren't confused. They weren't futurists. And they knew that what he had just said was about them in Matthew chapter 21. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. No one looking at the Lord Jesus Christ saw anything there that would speak of royalty. They didn't see a kingdom, but a king he was indeed. And it took children, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to proclaim him the son of David and to proclaim hosannas to him as he entered Jerusalem for the last time. He is the king of glory. And he has been, he was crowned by the Lord, by God Almighty, when he ascended up into heaven. Verse 24, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The most perfect fulfillment of that verse is in the gospel day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 27, God is the Lord, which hath showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even under the horns of the altar. Let's worship Him. Let's praise Him. Let's give Him thanks. Because God is the Lord, and He's shown us light. And the light of Romans 8 is light that has lit the paths, the hearts, the minds, the souls of so many saints for 2,000 years. And I know that some of you consider it some of your favorite words in all of Scripture. He's shown us light by those precious words. Let us worship Him, not with a sacrifice tied with cords to the horns of an altar, but with our hearts, which is the sacrifice and the praise of our lips, which are the sacrifices of the New Testament. Thou art my God, and I will praise Thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt Thee. Let's worship the Lord this morning and lift up our God. He is our God, and let's give thanks to Him, for He is good. He is good. His mercy endureth. Forever. Amen. All the way to our glorification in heaven and the preservation of that glorification for all of eternity. The Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.